Ireland for biz number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold and a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. He's got it! 984, a world record for Donovan Bailey and a gold medal! A perfect score. 10.0 for Dante Cavanici. A perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. How easy was that? Hello and welcome once again to Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast continuing on our Vault interview series with interviews we did with Olympic athletes on our parent show, The Brinks history today another winter olympian for you holly crawford three-time olympian from the sport of snowboarding she's a half pipe competitor competed in the 2016 uh, olympics i should say in turin 2010 in vancouver and 2014 in sochi and i had the uh, pleasure of sitting down with her and chatting to her back in the year 2013 so in the lead up to sochi having already at that point been a two-time Olympians. So uh, here it is, the 2013 chat from the brink with Olympic athlete from the sport of snowboarding, Holly Crawford. Holly Crawford is a dual Olympic snowboarder who won the World Championship in Halfpipe in 2011 and is pushing hard to bring home gold for Australia at next year's Sochi Winter Games. I spoke to Holly about how her preparations are going for the Olympics as well as finding out a very interesting story behind her nail-biting habit. Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you. With the Olympics now less than six months away, how's all the preparation going for Sochi? Uh, you know, it's going quite well. I've, um, I mean, you know, I've unfortunately had some uh, injuries here and there, but... You know, as with everything that um, everyone does, there's always hiccups and, and you just get back on the horse, basically. Is it hard to believe that it's now less than six months to go? Is that a bit of a scary uh, string of words there, Holly, as it gets closer? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, definitely. It's always a bit that way. You know, the, the four-year cycle always goes really quickly and, and, you know, you're sort of back where you were last time, but, you know, slight, slightly different as these things are. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You've had some great success since Vancouver in 2010, as I mentioned, with the World Championship gold in 2011, silver this year, and also numerous World Cup podiums. Do you feel as though you're in the best form of your life currently, Holly? Uh, definitely, you know, I mean, with regards to um, my riding and, and, you know, even sort of fitness training and conditioning and, and things like that, everything's going really well. Um, you know, as I said, I've, I've had some injuries that have, have been lingering a bit here and there, but sort of part and parcel when you throw yourself a good few feet into the air every other day of the week. <laughs> yes, it is a bit that way. Snowboarding's come a very long way since its debut at the 1998 Winter Olympics. What initially drew you into the into the sport, Holly? And do you feel that more younger people need to get involved in snowboarding? Uh, definitely, you know. I mean, I, I started as a skier in um, 1987 or something like it and, um, you know, eventually ended up with a snowboard on my feet and and kind of took it from there. But, I mean, you know, it's a great thing, you know, for, for all ages, basically, which is wonderful because families can get out and, and do it all together. Uh, but, you know, it, it would be definitely 
um, would be wonderful to see, you know, the, the younger children coming up through the ranks now that we've got such a good program in place. How difficult was it when you first started in winter sports to try and get established in it? Because winter sports in Australia have come a very long way in the last decade since our recent success, success in the uh, the Winter Olympics. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely a very different game to, uh, to when I started. Um, you know, the, the pipes are very different. I mean, you know, I used to ride half pipes that were, you know, dug with a shovel and, you know, not all that big, and now we've got 22-foot parts that are, you know, groomed and made with big machines and, you know, dyed and, and kept kept up to shape. So, you know, every, everything's definitely changed a lot um, and, and continues to, uh, it being, you know, it's still being quite a young sport. Um, so, you, you know, I mean, as, as these things will, um, I'm sure, you know, even in the years to come, they'll, they'll continue to change a lot. Are there many training areas in Australia to do half-pipe, or is it sort of a case you have to go to New Zealand, where you are currently, to, to do a lot of that training in, in Europe and America? Yeah, um, unfortunately, at this stage, uh, for half-pipe, um, Australia is not a wonderful base. Um, Parrish has obviously got a pipe, but it's, it's unfortunately not quite what... Uh, what we need to train in. Um, it's great for, you know, kids that want to learn and, and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, so unfortunately, um, we, you know, we can't train at home, which which would be nice. So we're, you know, spending a lot of time in North America and uh, in New Zealand. Is it uh, is there key areas sort of for upcoming athletes who maybe want to get involved in the half pipe that sort of are looked for when it comes to the coaches of half pipe? I mean, is there sort of a lot of uh, strength in the legs needed for, for key landings, agility in the air, obviously, when performing the tricks? Uh, definitely, you know, it's obviously a fairly high-impact sport. Uh, you know, even as a beginner, you know, you're falling over a lot and people often, you know, sort of break wrists and, and, and things like that. So, yeah, you know, I mean, strength's obviously very important and, and, you know, when you get to our stage, when you're, you know, going 10 foot out of a 22 foot pipe, if, if something goes wrong, you, you know, you, you want to have something to land on, that's for sure. Have you ever found yourself scared into a move that you've just completely stuffed up and thought, oh, this isn't going to be good? Uh, definitely. You know, there's those moments where you, you know, you can, you can see the ground coming and, you know, there's absolutely nothing <laughs> you can do other than, than brace yourself, basically. <laughs> when was the last time you experienced the summer? Because I could have probably imagine that you're always trying to find snow pretty much 12 months of the year, so it must have been a while since you've seen some sun, Holly. Yeah, I mean, it definitely gets like that. We, we always try to come home to Christmas, even if it just be for a couple of weeks. Uh, and I unfortunately actually hurt myself at the test event in Russia in February and, and came home after that, so... So I've got a little bit of summer there, but as a general rule, yeah, we, we are just chasing the snow. Um, but, you know, to be fair, we, you know, any chance we get, we're in the sun, you know, or the boys all surf and everything. So it's good to get those breaks here you know, when we can. Mm, yeah, I can I can definitely imagine. The, the attention, I suppose, in Australia sometimes for winter sports comes only really about sort of every four years with the Olymp- Winter Olympics. Is this kind of a good thing in terms of the, the anonymity of yourself with the success that you've had? Or is it sometimes a, a burden given that, I suppose, the main and the funding for winter sports in Australia isn't as high as when it comes to the summer sports for the summer games? Uh, it, I mean, it's a bit of both, you know. It's, it's one of those sort of uh, catch-22s, I suppose. I mean, the, the, the coverage as a general rule is, is getting much better. Um, I mean, I, I suppose the difficult with Australia is that when we're overseas competing, it's, it's summer in Australia and, and, you know, no one really wants to hear about the cold. So, um, you, you know, it, it's a bit different. But, I mean, it's definitely changing a lot in, in the coverage of the Olympics over the last... A couple of years has been better as well. So, you know, I, I assume these things will just get better. I, I personally love the Winter Olympics a lot more than the Summer Olympics. I mean, I'm an Olympics nut <laughs> stop. But uh, I, I just love the Winter Games because it's, it opens my eyes to a lot of these sports. You know, I, I very rarely get to see snowboarding or skiing, uh, you know, sports like curling. I love ice hockey. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you know, it's two weeks of fun, I call it, Holly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I find... 
but the, the winter sports are sort of, you know, a little bit more action-packed, I suppose you could say, you know, even the, the downhill skiing and, and, you know, I mean, as you say, everyone seems to always get into the curling, um, <laughs> you know, which is, which is quite funny. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously uh, very different. Uh, you know, the, the Americans are marketed quite differently to us because they're all, they're all there amongst it and they all sort of grow up with it. Um, you know, so, so it's, I suppose it's just different, um, you know, coming from the sunburnt country as we do. Mm, very, very true. Tora Bright obviously won the gold in, in 2010. You finished eighth in that event. Did that really uh, inspire you seeing her win the gold to sort of push hard for a medal next year? Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I um, hurt myself quite badly in uh, 2006 and, um, you know, I had some problems with equipment um, in Vancouver, which was unfortunate, but, you know, it was great. I mean, I, I've been travelling and competing with Tora for, you know, 10, 10 odd years or so now, and it was definitely great to see her up there and uh, great for our program and, and great for the sport in Australia as a general rule. Well, you finished 18th in 2006, 8th in 2010. Now, given it seems you improve by about 10 places every Olympics, Holly, <laughs> surely that means that gold is guaranteed next year. <laughs> well, you know, fingers crossed. Let's... Let's hope so, you know, all, all I can do is, um, you know, get, get myself, you know, in, in the best position that I can be in to, to be up there with the girls, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm, I want to ask our five questions to wrap things up in just a second, Holly, but before I do, Sochi, a very unique location for the Winter Olympics, right in the Black Sea, very diverse climate. I saw a preview of it recently where it's all you could go swimming at a beach one minute and then you're at the snow the next. It looks very interesting, but have you had a chance to check out Sochi yet, see the venues and kind of preparation for the Games? Uh, yeah, we had a test event there in, in February and um, I mean, despite the fact that the, the village wasn't up or anything like that yet where we were, um, the, uh, where the pipe is, they've got the pipes, the moguls, um, and the aerials all there, and, and the site's great, and, you know, the, I mean, the mountain's magnificent, I've never seen anything like it, so... You know, fingers crossed they get it all finished and, and put on a really good show. Mm, very much looking forward to it. And actually, just before I get to our five questions, one thing that has been uh, brought into the media recently in terms of Winter Olympics, our greatest ever Winter Olympian, Dale Begg-Smith, has gone missing, Holly. Do you know where he is? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, it's funny. It's kind of like they should release a book. Like, instead of Where's Wally, it's Where's Dale? And they just <laughs> yeah. travel um, guides out there or something, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. We'll find him. Uh, we wrap up every interview, Holly, with a set of five questions. These will be the easiest questions you'll answer in your entire life starting off with question number one Holly Crawford what is your favourite type of cheese um uh, Charlesburg yes that's getting a few answers recently uh, <laughs> actually I, I need to get some I haven't had that in a long time yeah is that on the training regime is that kind of on the on the you know the dietary needs for a, for a snowboarder most definitely most definitely there you go kids listen to this eat your Charlesburg cheese <laughs> uh, question number two uh, are you a folder or a scruncher uh, both both so you're a scrolder yeah a scrolder yeah. definitely I, I need to add that as an extra category, folder, <laughs> scruncher, or a scrolder, because I think scrolder, they're coming up with that. There's a, you know, a, it's a scrolder revolt. <laughs> Let's call that. Uh, question number three, growing up, Holly, what was your dream job? Uh, probably what I'm doing now, thankfully enough. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love hearing people who kind of go on to achieve that. Was it always sort of the, the Olympics in terms of that as an athlete you wanted to reach the Olympics, or was it just kind of that snowboarding angle? Uh, it was more of a snowboarding angle. I, I think when I was younger... Um, my best friend and I, I think, originally wanted to be lifties or something like that, and then it moved into um, snowboard instructors, and then, uh, lo and behold, I snowboard for a living, and she takes uh, tours in Maseko, Japan. Wow. So we're, we're doing quite well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure then as soon as you heard that snowboarding was being included in the Winter Olympics, it was just a bonus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also growing up, Holly, who was your childhood celebrity crush? Um... 
probably River Phoenix. Ah, right. I think we've ever had Old River answered for that one. Uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, sadly missed, actually, River, isn't it? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Are you a fan of his? Uh, a fan of Joaquin, his, his brother? You know, do you like some of his movies? Yeah, you know, I've had a look. He's, you know, it's not quite the same as, as River, but you know, it's, it's a substitute. Not with that beard when he turned into a rapper for like a year. That was interesting. Uh, the final question for you today, Holly Crawford. What is your worst habit? Uh, I'm probably biting my fingernails. Ah, now I'm finding out from people, I'm trying to find out, I should say, about the fingernail biting. Now, is this something that just is a habit you just can't really explain why you do it? Because I'm always intrigued why people do do it. Uh, I think, interestingly enough, it, it started because my sister bit her nails. Ah. And um, my mother had given her some of that horrible stuff that you put on children's nails to stop them biting it. And um, all I wanted was that stuff to put on my nails, but because I'd started biting because of that, she refused to give it to me. So to this day, I still bite my nails. Wow. Wow. There you go. I um, That's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's an interesting one I've heard there, Holly. That's a good answer. Uh, well, of course, the Sochi Winter Olympics are happening in February next year, and uh, we obviously wish you all the best for those uh, in your training and obviously recovering from the injuries. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today here on the Brink and Edge Radio, Holly. Best of luck. You too. Thank you very much. Great to chat there to Holly, and uh, of course, as I said before, she did go on to compete in the 2014 uh, Olympics in in Sochi, and uh, for those wondering how she did go, of course, we we did get a medal when it came to snowboarding with uh, Tora Bright winning the silver, but Holly, uh, she ended up finishing in 14th place overall in that half pipe, so uh, if you're wondering how she went, and we hope to see her in Pyeongchang uh, next year, of course, and as I keep saying, maybe we'll get her back on the show, track her down, and we can uh, have a bit of a chat how Elite Art's going into uh, 2018. More of these still to come. We've got a couple more to give you, and we're looking forward to bringing those to you as well. And uh, head to our Facebook page, Off the Podium Podcast, see what's happening there, and remember to subscribe on iTunes. Rate us, give us feedback. You know the drill. We've said it to you about a million and one times, and we'll say it to you about another million and one more times along the way as well. We're out of here. Thank you for tuning in to Off the Podium, and we'll speak to you next time, wherever you are listening to us here in the program.